0: Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation.
1: Thank you so much for staying with us. It's eight minutes after two o'clock. So I thought I was, uh, you know, no, I thought I was a decent parent and I thought I was monitoring how much social media children can be using and devices and so on until I think like many parents, you were forced to introduce Um, devices to children maybe prior to what you had planned to do right so suddenly you had all kinds of devices that children required for schooling because we were there last year we are still there now with that introduction we also then were almost forced to then use other platforms other apps other platforms for better navigation of education and then it goes further then they need to talk to each other Then suddenly you have groups forming, then we've now gotten into other realms, right? So to what extent are we now completely in the wilderness about how much our children are impacted on by social media, by the world of technology? And more importantly, what do you know is being said to your children? Even without them soliciting anything at all, in those what they think are safe spaces, do we know who's talking to them? Do we know what goes on there and how? Most importantly, can we protect them? Yolanda Mlozi is a senior analyst in public policy and government, gov, government relations um, at Google Africa. They've recently launched something called Online Safety Fund. She joins me now on the line. Yolanda, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon.
0: Afternoon, Camelo, and thank you so much for having me. I just want to say that you are a decent parent. <laughs> well, you, now I don't know. Now I
1: don't know anymore because yeah. I'll tell you what, Yolanda. So, um, for instance, I'll just give an example. Just the other day, um, one of my children was showing me that they keep getting ads now, right? Mm. So so they've had to obviously download certain apps for school and and so on. But just by doing that, then there comes a message from, I don't know, An advertiser saying you need to also do this you need to also do this and then suddenly they're bombarded by all these other other intruders into their life and they Mm -hmm. don't know who these people are where they come from or whatever and and that's i suppose for me the concern because you think you've done it all and then you you realize just you know you're in the wilderness
0: yeah that's very true. And um, you, you raise a good point, you know, about, I suppose, you know, how things have changed in terms of children accessing technology and the internet. It's no longer just social, but also educational. Uh, the COVID-19 pandemic shifted and disrupted, I think, for many of us, how we interact with the internet. Mm. Um, and and it just raises the importance of online safety. And I suppose, say, for Internet Day, which we were celebrating um, last week, uh, I, I think, you know, when it comes to parents being in the loop, I would really suggest you know parents downloading apps themselves uh, to to monitor you know the types of apps that their children are using, how much time they spend online. For example, on um, at Google, we've got a fam- a link called Family Link App, mm-hmm. which empowers you as a parent to see, okay, Oyalanda is spending you know too much time online, ten hours a day or they're spending you know x amount of time on this app. Uh, and it allows you then to have constructive conversations with your children in terms of how to use the Internet and when. I think for me, it's not about taking away the device, but mm. actually having a constructive conversation. Mm. So there are these, you know, tools and products available for parents to being part of, um, I guess, being inside the loop mm. in terms of how their children are using the internet, and then you also touch on a very important point about you download an app and suddenly you know there's other things that <laughs> pop algorithms up. yeah um, exactly and you know at Google we've also tried to help parents curate. Or filter out content that they don't want their children to be exposed to so as you may know Google owns YouTube um, and YouTube is a great platform for people to learn new things to entertain themselves but to your point sometimes the uh, the content might be age inappropriate for mm. example or something that you don't want to see mm. so there's a YouTube for YouTube kids app yes. actually that parents can download and the great thing for me with this app is that one there are no ads Secondly, um, you know, the parent has the power to filter content that they feel like is inappropriate for their child. They set, you know, uh, restrictions. So there's a lot out there that parents can do. But I suppose it's a matter of knowing. And Mm. that's why we're having this conversation.
1: So, So you guys have come up with the African Online Safety Fund. What is that?
0: Yes. So um, at Google, we realize that online safety is obviously very important, but we are one company as, as much as people may think that we are big. Mm-hmm. The Africa Online Safety Fund uh, seeks to support organizations across Africa working on child protection to scale the initiatives on online safety specifically. So um, we've got 26 organizations across Africa who will be benefiting from this $1 million fund. In South Africa specifically, there are six organizations who are going to be scaling their work. Uh, the fund is split into two. So we've got one um, part of it, which is aimed at large scale um, projects mm-hmm. where, you know, the organizations will get a, a grant up to $100,000. Mm-hmm. And then we've got catalytic uh, grants, which are up to 10000 But essentially what these organizations will be doing is that they'll be going out to communities, um, teaching parents, learners, teachers about online safety. Uh, Added to that, teaching them about how to decipher accurate and credible information online. Mm. As you know, misinformation is a big thing. Um, So these organizations will be going out and teaching people how to fact check information um, and a host of other things around protecting, you know, how children can protect themselves against, um, I suppose, things like online grooming. Mm-hmm. um cyber ills like cyber bullying and all of that so that's pretty much what the fund is about
1: so you've already chosen the 20c 20 the 26 companies that you're going mm-hmm. to be assisting what 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 did you find what what's interesting that's out there
0: i think what's interesting for me that's that's out there is just the creativity of these organizations so for example one of the organization seeks to work with healthcare within the healthcare se- uh, sector to teach about online safety. Um, and, and I just want to say that um, these organizations are yet to implement their their project. So mm-hmm. it's only okay. starting now. Okay. So they're going to be looking at, at the healthcare sector. Another organization um, seeks to integrate online safety content as part of um, school uh, learning at school in a district. So we're finding really creative ways where, Organizations are not just I suppose leaving behind information, but they really want to engrave it as part of that society or community.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry um, just a technical glitch there, Yolanda. sorry about that. No and, and so um, looking forward, I mean you're saying some of these are not necessarily things that are available. How soon do you think you know we can get access to some of this wonderful innovation?
0: So the organizations are meant to start in the the next coming months. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've just announced them, so definitely be on the lookout. So on our Google Africa blog, we have listed all of them. You can click there and follow their progress as they implement.
1: Thank you so much for that. We will definitely be following you there. Yolanda Mlozi is a senior analyst, public policy and government relations at Google Africa. I've also got Mandisa Muruhe, who is a counsellor at the Family Life Centre, joining us on the line. Thank you so much, Mandisa, for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. We, we started this conversation, you know, me approaching it from just a, a mother who's concerned about how best to protect my children online. Just how prevalent is the concern? I, I, I guess I'm not the only one. We are now, many of us have gone online with education. How, how desperate are we with getting new safety measures for children?
2: Oh, these days we are desperate, really desperate because There's a lot that is happening out there. And um, as much as we are trying by all means to protect our kids at home, um, when they go out there, we don't know what is happening, you know. There is uh, peer pressure. Um, Children are teaching uh, other children how to use their gadgets, you know. The internet, they they uh, they are introducing them into other things that we don't know of at home. You mm-hmm. know, mm. so um, you 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 try at your level best by uh, protecting your child from getting into dangers of the internet out there. But um, there's so much that we are going through actually.
1: you know, I think it was just only two years ago when there were some sort of guidelines around when to give the children even the phone, you know, there were some guidelines about hold back until absolutely when necessary. I think that's now out the window because we are now so reliant on devices for education, for instance. What are the new rules that you can maybe assist us with? Because now they have to have those devices.
2: Yes, they do, Um, because when you tell your child that uh, they can't have the phone all the time, they will tell you that, uh, but we are using it to download something for the school project or some subject that they they don't have. Um, It's really difficult to say when do you want your child to have a phone, you know, because they're always, always wanting to use it for something that is beneficial for them. You know, so it's kind of difficult to, to stop the child and, and, using it. But then I know that at school they don't use the phone at all. But then when they come back home, they'll tell you, I need to download this for work, uh, uh, for, for school. I need this subject. I need this and that. So it's really difficult to control the kids with the phones, really. Can you give,
1: you know, especially parents with teenagers some guidelines, you know, for, for when they are now on the devices? What, what what kind of simple guidelines can you assist our, our pa- parents with for those children?
2: The guidelines that I can help the um, parents with is just make sure that when your child is using the phone for, for that specific reason, just make sure that you are there to just check that they are really using it for that. But I'm not sure if parents will be able to sit there for that hour just to check. I don't think that is workable, really. Um, but make sure that the child is not on on... The wrong things like porn for instance, um and other wrong things that they may come across <laughs> in the internet, yes.
1: Oftentimes you may find that children don't go out looking for this content, it comes to them. Let's talk about what kind of of a conversation a parent should be having with a child who is um you know getting exposed to this content that that is
2: inappropriate as parents we talk about safety you know when you go on internet we talk about child trafficking we talk about kids being exposed to uh porn we talk about uh teaching your child values, you know, and teaching them to respect other people's privacy and boundaries, but we we, we must also teach them to always be safe when it comes to internet because they are people who are prying on children and they are using the internet to, to, to get hold of those kids, you know. So, we can be as as vigilant as we want to be, but there's always, always a scary, scary thing that is happening out there. There's always this uh, a compet- competition between us as parents and the perpetrators out there who are out to get our kids mm-hmm. for whatever reason. It could be the reason for them to, to to traffic the kids or for them to use them as drug mules or even... To make them use drugs, you know. So, as parents, it it is a really scary time, and it's difficult to control these things, except for if we try to sit down and talk to the child, and if we have trust between a child and the and the, and the parent. And yeah, I think that's all we can do for now. <laughs>
1: What recourse do parents have? So you are seeing, for instance, it could be an individual or, or a specific company that is soliciting your child's attention. Uh, what can parents do? How do they how do they go about dealing with this? In dealing with the, specifically the solicitor,
2: should you, as a parent, find that um, there is someone who is trying to do that to your child, you can open a case. With the with the SAPS, you know. And
1: because th- sorry. A- a- and in your experience, Manisa, I mean do they have capacity? Do they know how to how to you because often these people, you know, it's quick technology, you, you can you can start a fire here, shut it up, start another one next door, and it's difficult to track them. Do do they have capacity? Do we see prosecutions?
2: In most cases I can say we don't have much you know we don't we, we we don't have prosecution much because some people are too clever when they are using this internet things to solicit the the kids so it is not 100% uh, something that we can rely on because they can uh just disappear in a minute you know but um it's always advisable to open a case because there are people who are trying uh, new things in order to be able to tread down the perpetrators it's always it's there's always some people who are trying to make sure that these people do not just vanish into thin air you know you know your your contact detail. Where can people
1: get assistance? I know that you do a lot of this kind of work on the ground, and maybe some organizations that you work with as well that you can direct pe- people to parents, uh, maybe who who are struggling with with this kind of safety for for their children.
0: Okay,
2: our contact details. They can call our head office at Parkwood, and the number is zero double one. Seven double eight. Sorry, 011-788-4784. 4784. Four, four. Yes.
1: seven double
2: and eight four seven eight four. Yes, and that is our head office. And then we have satellite offices all over uh, Houten. So if you call that number and you want an office in Lineage, for instance, the uh, uh, Parkwood will give you the contact numbers for Lenasia, and then if you need uh, numbers for Soweto, they will give you that, so forth.
1: Thank you so much, Mandisa. Mandisa Maruge is a counsellor at the Family Life Centre. Um, and I suppose this is for parents who are at their wit's end and they don't really know how to deal with uh, the kind of problems that they're coming across on social media, safety issues on social media. If if you're struggling and you really don't know what to do, I don't know, I mean, she said, you know, a logic complaint with the police. I get that, but sometimes, you know, you may just, not get any responses i'm not saying that they won't but i'm just saying that um perhaps there's another way another way is what to do and how to deal with it yourself directly and so if you're looking for those answers perhaps the place to call is the family life center and they can either help you with some strategies or or do something and maybe take on the case for you themselves that's the idea thank you very much mandy samaroke who's a counselor at the family life center